0: This is Big Girl Pants Podcast, episode 26. Hi! Hi. Welcome to Big Girl Pants Podcast, where we're here to talk about women, health, power,
1: and wealth. Hosted by April Melton. And Kimberly Shapiro. We are real women with real jobs doing real life. We as women know what it feels like to try to be super mom, super fit, wrinkle-free,
0: all the while climbing the corporate ladder. Sound Sound familiar? familiar?
1: Then this show is for you.
0: So stay tuned. Okie dokie! Hi! Episode 26. That is insane to me. I know, it's so fun. It's so so amazing. amazing. So we are here with just us. Yes, yeah, just us. We're just going to do some... Sorry guys, I no guests no, for this no episode. No guests, but we do have a lot of like life updates, which is what we typically call these. Yeah. And you guys seem to like them. We get yeah. tons and tons of downloads on these, so... Yeah. so bring it on. Yeah, bring it. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> so here's the first thing. I... I am now a Coco. Grandma. I'm a grandma. Shapiro. My daughter, as you guys, if, if you're if you a consistent listener, then you know, my daughter um, had a baby, and it happened on Monday, January uh, 21st, <laughs> 21st. I think so. So I want to tell the story about that. Oh, MLK Day. Yeah, yeah. He was born on MLK Day. That's pretty cool. And he's an Aquarius, not a Capricorn, and so my daughter is like super stoked about that. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I was watching an Ellen video this morning. I love Ellen. Who doesn't? She's She's so so funny. I know. But she was saying, like, they're, like, statistically famous people. There's more Aquarius or, like, January, February babies that are famous than any other months. Huh. Hmm. Huh. Huh. She's throwing that out there. She's Aquarius. So, I don't know. Anyway. Taylor's Aquarius? No, 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 Ellen. Ellen's an Aquarius. So, anyway. wait. Taylor's a Virgo. Taylor is a Virgo because you're a Virgo, right? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, we are last Sunday the games right that was the Chiefs and the and the Saints okay. and which was so disgusting. But um, <laughs> I actually don't like football, but those games that yeah, was disgusting. It was um, just the calls or non calls. But anyway, so I knew that though. I see, I paid attention. Did you catch that? I did. Like I knew that that was a non call on the Saints. Like I knew Pyrus that. I know spolting. who am I right now? I who know. Who are you? Anyway, so we're sitting. This is not a sports podcast. We're not talking about sports. Weird up. I I couldn't talk about sports even if I wanted to. Um, But anyway, so Sunday night, we're sitting there, and Taylor's there. Micah's like, what, five days past due at this point? So we're like, this kid's never going to make his entrance into the world. Like, we don't even know wh- he's super so like, it's comfy. Okay, guys.
1: Taylor's just going to be the resident pregnant girl forever,
0: forever. Well, that he was night, just
1: cooking to perfection. I mean,
0: he kind of was. <laughs> if you look at his picture, he kind of was. So, three. The the plan was Jessica, who is Taylor's mother in law, was her doula, mm-hmm. which I didn't even know what a doula was until they said she was her doula. And then I'm like, well, what's a doula? Did you Google it? Breathing coach? No, they told me breathing coach or. Pregnancy coach, or it's essentially whatever. like a
1: labor coach. But labor it's coach. More for not. It's okay. So if Taylor would have had a midwife, yeah, she did. Okay, cool, great. So the midwife is there for the baby. The mm. doula is there for the mom.
0: Okay, yeah, fair. So anywho, she had her doula, um, which was Jessica. So the 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 deal was that Jessica would get the first call, and then she would call me and let me know that they were heading to the hospital. Taylor wanted to labor at home as long as she could. And she had this um plan that she wanted everything natural. She did not want a um epidural, no uh, interventions, no interventions. Right. Like she just wanted the full experience. She would to be fully present. Um And let me tell you something. I, I coined a new phrase, and it is this: there is a fine line between grit and tenacity and stupidity. Oh and, yeah, well, and like, there's, like,
1: the one the number one thing that even midwives and doulas say about birth is like it's
0: great to have a plan but right. like a birth is a birth yeah, that's right and they're all unique so yeah. and the reason i say that is taylor was so determined and so gritty like i could not have done what she did and i'll explain the story but it she Really impressed me to a level that I can't even really describe. It was something. It was definitely something to see. So anyway, um, I get a call. I go to the gym at four, which we've talked about before. And at three fifty-five, my alarm clock goes off, and it was very interesting. Um, I was sick last week. I had bronchitis, and I was um, debating whether or not to go to Orange Theory that morning. And so I was literally staring at my phone at like three fifty-six, getting ready to cancel my Orange Theory class because I was like, I just don't think my. I just don't think I should do this today. And I was really concerned too about Taylor going into labor and I would be too sick to attend. Yeah. Well, okay, literally 30 seconds later the phone rings and it's Jessica. She's like, we're heading to the hospital and um, we'll be there about 4.15, you know, get there as soon as you can. Er, my gird. I know, right? I'm like, oh, yep, No, I'm definitely canceling. So, Anyway, I headed to the hospital. Um, I'd been on antibiotics for like, I guess, five days, so I wasn't concerned yeah, you're about safe. that. Yeah. yeah, but I just, anywho, um, <clears throat> so I got to the hospital, and Taylor, when I walk in the door, they'd been there maybe twenty minutes. When I walk in the door of the hospital room, she's already, um, she's right there and having a contraction and a pretty, pretty intense one. Mm-hmm. So she's breathing and she's doing all the things she's supposed to do. At this point, she's dilated to a six. Ooh. Um, so she was in labor. She was in labor, right? How and this long is, had she been in labor at uh, this point? 10, 10 p.m. She went in at 10 p.m. She had taken a long hot shower. She had done some other things that Jessica had told her to do. How did she know that she was in labor?
1: Contractions. So they were just intense enough to where she couldn't breathe.
0: I don't know. Okay. I, sure. I'm, I'm not sure. I guess I just, we could ask her. Yeah, I'm not sure. But she, she definitely does want to come on and kind of share the story. Yes. For sure. Um, and then also that. like the story of, you know, just being a mom for the first time and what it's like, that transition. So, um, but anyway, so she's in hard labor and then come like 8 o'clock in the morning. That was at 4 a.m. Okay. Come around 8 o'clock. She's dilated at this point. I think it was to like an 8... Um, and still in pretty intense labor um, and fast forward. We know we called all the family and at this, this point. whole time. She is pain-free, no, epidurals. no she's epidural. She's walking around, she's
1: breathing, she's whatever. She's mobile, She's mobile. She's, right? mobile.
0: she's yep. yep, There's no. there are no baby monitors. There are no, um, now they do come in every hour to monitor the heart rate. That's just something the hospital's not going to give in on. Yeah. Uh, but she's not connected consistently to a heart monitor. And there was no, she had the, the, where they would do like an IV or whatever, but it, there was nothing connected to port. it. The port, right? Yeah. But there was nothing connected to it. Yeah. So anyway, she's mobile. She can get up, she can sit on the ball, she can move around, she can do whatever she needs to do to ease the pain or whatever. So around noon, which is like
1: nothing, yeah,
0: <laughs> Well, come noon, right, this has been since 10 p.m. We've been there since 4 a.m. So we're going on 14 hours. Everybody thought at this point there would be a baby. And there's people, like, in the waiting room, like, waiting for her to give – or us to give the announcement. Baby's here. Right. So at noon, I think she was at that point dilated to a 9. Um, but really the baby just would not engage. Um, he, he wouldn't drop and he was faced the wrong direction. Like his face was up and not down, not, not like head up towards the heart. No, but but like his facing the wrong direction. so,
1: So basically for those who are listening who haven't gone through this, uh, the baby's head is supposed to come out face, uh, facing like your, um, tailbone. No. So his face is supposed to come out. Essentially, looking down.
0: Yeah, and he was not. He, he was, was looking, looking up. up.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> which can make uh, the descent uh, complicated because when their head is like the back of their head comes out first, their shoulders are a lot are easier to maneuver through the birth canal. Mm. So, like him being face up would make that
0: transition that much harder. Gotcha. So that's
1: probably maybe you know.
0: Well, they finally got him turned. I mean, it took a long time with her. She had to rotate. Like she had to. You know, labor on one side, then another side, then up, you know, she had to be on her like legs and, and arms. And so you had her do that for a long time. And uh, anyway, she, the baby just was not engaging into the pelvic area. Right. Right. And so that was another issue. So it was kind of a double, <clears throat> double thing happening. And then come like, you know, by one o'clock, she's looking at me, keep in mind, no drugs, and dilated to a nine, which means she's in intense labor. Pain. Yeah. Major pain. So and you can tell she's getting tired. She's been doing this for- She's exhausted. Yeah, she's been doing this for a long time. Yeah, She looks at me and she's like, help me. And I'm looking at her like, but we can't. We could help you, but you got to be okay with help. Like you don't right. want an epidural. An epidural would kill all of
1: this. And for sure, you're trying to be number one supportive mom. So I
0: didn't say anything. Also taking into
1: consideration her health and the labor, and then how there's no progress.
0: Well, and I didn't say anything. Like when she would look at me and say, "Help me," I, I wanted to say, "You can help yourself," but I didn't because I knew how strong how strongly she felt about not having drugs her convictions so, about her. birth, And that was her choice. Right. So it's not for me to say what I think. You're so just there to support I'm her. just there to support her. So I don't say anything. I'm just like, you know, patting her head and like, you know, holding her hand and trying to do all the things that I know I can do without, you know, making the situation, I don't want to say worse, but just more challenging. So anyway, um, we get to two o'clock, maybe three, it goes about three o'clock and still no change. Um, They checked her for dilation. She was at a nine and a half, but still not to the point where she should push and all that. And the baby had still not fully engaged into the pelvic area. So they said, Taylor, as your midwife, as somebody who, who supports your convictions and supports, you know, what you want, we highly suggest that you consider an epidural because you're going to be so tired that when it is time to push, you're not going to be able to lift. You're not going to be able to. Yeah. And so she finally gives in for that reason. Cause she knows she's exhausted. Like she's just done. Right. Yeah. It's been 12 hours now or how, how long it's, it's been a long time. Longer than 12 hours. Well, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> going you're on right. like
0: 16, 16 hours. Yeah. Right. So anyway, she's just exhausted. So they finally give her an a drill. And what's so funny is I'm the photographer. That was my job for the day. So I have pictures before epidural and pictures after epidural, night and day. Before epidural, she looks like like she is being tortured. Miserable. Just being tortured. Yeah. After epidural, I mean it's like party time. She's sitting up in the bed and smiling and laughing with everybody and talking and, and she's like, yeah, about that epidural thing. Yeah. They're <laughs> she's amazing. Like, Full buy-in. Yeah. She's like all the women out there like please <laughs> now she's like it's so great <clears throat> yeah now great. she's now she's a firm believer and you know when all of her girlfriends came in later to see the baby she's like about that epidural thing do Get it, it. <laughs> <laughs> so funny so anyway long story short actually it's still a long story long story um about nine o'clock at night they had finally she gets to the point where they let her push even though she hasn't Fully dilated and the baby still hasn't fully engaged. They decided like, let's just go ahead and start pushing and see what can happen. Yeah. And nothing happens. And, and her, so, what time did
1: her water break?
0: It. They broke it at okay. 6 p.m., okay, 5 okay. p.m., something so, like that. And yeah. then they put her on Pitocin and all that kind of stuff. Um, but this is 9 p.m. So they're so going on 24 <clears throat> hours of labor. Going on 24 hours. And there is a uh, – no, they're midwives, by the way. So she didn't have an actual um, OB. But there was a, a doctor on site, right, with the rotating – Where were you? Um, Centennial. Centennial, which wow. is Baylor's kind of white now. Yeah. Anyway, so they get that doctor. They call her, and they said, we think you need to come check this out. We'd like your opinion. Um, so she comes in. She does one exam. She looks at the midwives like – what is happening here? Yeah. She can't deliver this baby naturally. She has a tilted pelvic bone. The baby is not going to engage. It never would have. Didn't you know that we knew she had a tilted uterus? Oh, but that's what you guys had, right? Yeah. Well, my mom. Okay. But we didn't know about the tilted pelvic bone. So anyway, and that's why he could not engage. That's why he couldn't get into the birth canal properly. Midwives didn't know this stuff. That's the Right. No, they didn't. So, or if they knew, they didn't know that she couldn't deliver because of it. So the, the, the site OB was like emergency, right? C-section right now, right now. The baby's heart rate is dropping. He's in distress because of all the pushing been in labor and, for 24 and hours been in labor for so long. So they literally just like, and Christian had stepped out. Um, to go get something to eat because they told her like, we're going to have her push, but we'll be doing this for an hour. And he'd been in there, you know, all All day, day, all day day, and no break. So we forced him to go grab something to eat. So he would have some energy. Right. And that's when they're like, go get the dad. We got to have him right now. And we're all like, Oh my God, (laughs) like what's happening. We're having a baby. So they wheeled her off. And about an hour later, they all came back in baby on chest, everybody happy, blissful, Great story, beautiful baby, just the most awe inspiring moment like I think of my life. Even with my own children, there was just something cool about watching your own daughter parent or just become a parent. Like it was just the coolest thing. Yeah. And she's doing it so beautifully. Like she's such a natural. She I was laying in the hospital. Did you cry? I did not. I'm not like emotional like that. So really no. I'm just None of us did. No, none of us did. <sighs> that's so
1: funny. I would have been a freaking
0: mess. Yeah, no, I just no. I'm just not that Yeah, no, I get gushy, it. Gushy? I, I guess. know I know that's what kind of person you are. I just, yeah, I'm just not I'm not that gushy, but it was still like very emotional and very deep and just very beautiful, but it like it, no, I didn't cry. <laughs> um, You're but like, it's, I'm just
1: not a crier. I'm just, I just not don't a crier. Do that.
0: It's just I, just I really don't. don't. So um, the other cool thing is laying in the hospital. Christian went home on Wednesday night to get some sleep because yeah. he'd been there since you know Sunday or early Monday morning. And <clears throat> Taylor said, "Can you spend the night with me? I don't want to be alone." To which I said, of uh, "Yeah." So I spent the night up there and just lying on that bed and listening to her have these little conversations with him. Like she would pick him up and she'd go, Come here, little bean. And like, I love you. You're so cute. You're so perfect. And just her little comments to her own child was just like, I'm like, this is the best. And it's almost like this moment where you feel like everything you've ever done was for this reason, right? It was for this reason right here to like not just make your own. You know, when we're parenting our own kids, we're doing because we want them to be good people, and we want them to be great contributors of the society and blah, blah, blah. But when you see that it's also turned them into a, you know, this great little parent, that's like, oh, it's the best. It. It's all worth it. It's the best. Yeah, so it's cool. So that's like the new update in my life. That's awesome. Yeah. So I have a, I have a very um, similar
1: story to that, because when I placed the baby for adoption, I was like hell-bent on natural childbirth. I want to go through a midwife. Did you,
0: what was your reasoning behind that?
1: Uh, same as Taylor's just cause I wanted to experience it and be present mm. and I wanted to feel everything. And I was 21. God, I didn't want to feel
0: anything. Yeah. I was 21 and young and
1: stupid. I was young. I didn't want to feel a damn thing. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I'd, I'd watched the business of being born and I'd watched a bunch of other documentaries uh, that Taylor probably watched. Sure. Yep. Uh-huh. And we're both Virgo. So we're like perfectionists. So uh-huh. Um, so yeah, I went through the same thing and, uh, I went into labor on a Friday night at, I don't even know what time it was like five o'clock, five or six o'clock. I was in labor. And then for some reason, I don't know why, I think because I was a post date, right. Which means over like due yeah, past due. Um, that they like, I was laboring for a while and then eventually they broke my water and the same thing happened. Like the baby just wouldn't engage or something or she got you know the the term that they used a lot was she got stuck Mm. and then i was transferred from the uh from the birthing center to a hospital and then i they gave me an epidural Mm. which was you know phenomenal yeah literally i was like from the birthing center because at the birthing center you don't have drugs even though there's they're nurse midwives you don't have any drugs Yeah, yeah so you're not in a hospital you don't have that capability. Right.
0: They don't have the anesthesiologist and all that. No. So
1: (laughs) at this point I had been like laboring in a pool and had water and stuff like that. And then, uh, the like fire department came or the firefighters came. Yeah. And I was looking at them and, uh, Keep in mind, I'm like twenty-one. Okay. Yeah. And I'm looking at these firemen like, <clears throat> are you gonna give me drugs? Are oh my you God, gonna give so me drugs? Who's gonna give me drugs? All I want is drugs. Just give me drugs. So um but yeah, then I got transferred to a hospital and they let me labor for a long while after that. I had an epidural and then uh, eventually I had to have a C-section like after I had been in labor for like 24 hours. Something oh. like that. So very similar, yeah, very similar. Is. So that's why, that's why I text you that. When I said that, I was like, okay, well she's probably going to have to have a C-section yeah. to just be ready and, yeah. and just support her. And a birth is a birth and whatever. Cause I had a doula at that time too. And she, you know, she just looked at me cause I did the same thing as Taylor. I had yeah. the same look of desperation. Like, Oh my God, what am I doing? You know? Yeah. And then I'm looking at my midwife or my doula and I'm like, Help me. Like what right. what the fuck do I do? Like I'm so lost right. and I'm in so much pain and I'm so exhausted. It's the first time I've ever done this. Like I have no idea what I'm doing. And right. She was like, A birth is a birth. Mm-hmm. She was like, So however it comes, just know. And I mean this this was an extra I think this had something to do with it too. Maybe not physical for me, because obviously I had Chloe without drugs right. too. But um I think it had something to do with like the psychological fact oh. that I was like giving the baby up for adoption. Oh, for maybe sure. I hadn't like mentally accepted that yet or yeah. whatever. So yeah, my first birth story, is very similar to Taylor's. Wow. So yeah, mine
0: were so fast. I Taylor, I went into labor. No, it was induced because I, <clears throat> it was actually the first day of my senior year. And I had a, no joke, I had a <laughs> doctor's appointment, and my mom um, went with me, and we were at the doctor, and the placenta- At this point, your
1: mom knew you were pregnant.
0: Yeah, she found out three weeks before. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, lived at home and everything, y'all. It's no joke. So anyway, I met the doctor, and I had placenta previa. Okay. So like, oh, okay, this is, this is not good. we got to get to the hospital. So they rushed me to the hospital right then, yeah. and uh, induced within, I want to say, an hour- And then she was, I mean, I labored for maybe an hour and a half, pushed maybe four times and Taylor was in the world. And then Kylie, I was actually in labor with Kylie. So Kylie had a a hole in the amniotic sac and I was leaking amniotic fluid, which is um, how he identified that. I went to the doctor and they did the little test, like this litmus test or whatever. And they said, oh my gosh, you've got a hole in the sac. You've got to get to, um, actually that's not entirely true. They did something in November. So Kylie's birthday is January. Mm -hmm. Her due date was March. Mm -hmm. But in November, um, we first identified that things were leaking, like the amniotic fluid was leaking. So they gave me steroid shots Mm. to prepare her lungs and everything else in the event that she came early. Mm -hmm. So I was able to, I think it was like a month and a half or whatever, um, and everything was... Fine. Well, then I got the flu, and I wonder if that had something to do with it. Um, because right after the flu, I mean, like not even a week after, I started leaking again. Yeah. So I went to the doctor. Found out we were leaking, and they're like, "You got. You're going to have to go bed rest." Um, so they sent me to Des Moines. I was in Marshalltown, Iowa, forty five minutes away. I know it was Des Moines, yeah. like, where the big hospital to handle these kinds of things. Yeah. So I had to go to Des Moines, and I was on bed rest for an entire week while they rebuilt the fluid. Wow! Yeah, so that I could have like so that I could deliver her, and then they they actually um, broke my water, and I think I pushed two times. Yeah, that's crazy. I, mean, I was in labor like an hour. So like that long labor concept is just doesn't. Even I register didn't disturb Yeah. And then Taylor was so hopeful because my mom was the same story, and then me, you know, these fast labors, and, and then here happens. she had this. Honestly,
1: though, the crazy thing. Well, and for her, she doesn't have the option now, right? She mm-hmm. has a tilted
0: pelvic mm-hmm. bone. She will always have to have a C-section. Yes. Yes. So that, I mean, you know. She's a little sad about that. She said she got a little emotional um, on Tuesday just just thinking about the fact that she was... You know, really, really excited it didn't about go as planned. Well, and just that it never will. Like for her, right. like in her mind, right. a vaginal birth is the only option right. um, for her, and now she knows she'll never be able to do that. And I'm like, dude, like you get to go to the hospital with your Bro. makeup on and like look amazing. Like you get to right, schedule it. you can just schedule it. You don't have to wait five days. You know past. How hard that is, like <laughs> I know, right? Like that, to me, it's like great,
1: I, news. I for real. Like at this point now, yeah. Like after, because after I had. Sally, that was my first baby, which actually I named her Tatum. Yeah, but, um, they named her Sally, so her name is Sally. <laughs> I'm not crying; I just burped. <laughs> <laughs> um, they named her Sally, so then after her, you know, I was like, okay, well, round two, right? right? I need to try it again. Even though I had a C-section, you still have the option for most people, not Taylor, but um, to do a vaginal birth ap- vaginal birth after cesarean, which is called a VBAC. Well. I took it to the next level and I had an H back. So What's I had that? a home birth oh. after cesarean. So I delivered with a midwife for Chloe. At I, home?
0: At home, girl, on all fours. So Taylor wanted to do that, but the insurance wouldn't pay.
1: Right. We had to find a, a midwife that would do it, that would essentially accept cash. We paid $1,500 for Chloe. to have her that way and we found our midwife and our midwife had delivered over 100 babies okay so it was like a very you know we trust her experience but to taylor's point too did taylor have an ob backup no see so okay and i don't know why her midwives would never recommended this because that's kind of shitty of them yeah because if she had an ob backup that ob would have said you have a tilted pelvis yeah. from a vaginal exam. Well that's why we were all a little bit upset with the yeah, whole what scenario. The
0: fuck? They should have known. They should have And known. they should have told her from the beginning, like you're not probably gonna be able to do this. And you're not a good candidate you're not a good to candidate. go this way. Right. Because we should have like that would have
1: mitigated the whole process. I she know. would have found that out. I know. And then she would have been able to schedule the baby. Yeah. Like go in, with her makeup on, whatever, take off time I know. Like that's that's a bunch of bullshit. But yep. whatever. What are you gonna do? But yeah, um And then when I had Chloe, it was, you know, I went with a a midwife and, um, it was my second time around. So my body had already kind of gotten used to labor, but I actually used an herbal tincture to put myself in labor. Yeah. Bro. I used, so I basically used like a, there's a a blend of herbs, right. That can kind of put your body in labor. And I knew that at this point I I was already 40 plus weeks. So I was ready. Right. Yeah, And, uh, (laughs) I basically cleaned out my entire system, which those type of contractions will stimulate uterine contractions. So like basically when you go to the bathroom. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, they'll stimulate uterine contractions. So I, I essentially flushed everything out of my system. Okay. Mm. And then after that, my water broke. And then you flushed Chloe. And then I flushed Chloe. (laughs) Yeah. And then Chloe came out. (laughs) (laughs) That's how that works. But, uh, yeah, that happened, and then I I went into labor at 2, and then I had – it was only a four-hour labor, and I had Chloe at 6. So it was, like, 2.15, my water broke, 6.15, Chloe's head came out. Like, it was, like, that fast. Wow. I labored in, like, the pool, the birthing pool, and then, like, I I gave birth on all fours on my bed in my apartment. Wow. Like, like pushing her out like an animal. (laughs) So yeah, I've been in both, both situations. And and let me tell you, whatever Taylor said about the epidural is absolutely correct. Like yeah. going through natural childbirth, like no offense to people who want to do that, that that's their choice. Yeah. Like I love that that's their choice. That's for sure. That's awesome. Definitely, And I'm happy that I did it so that I can say that I did it. But if I ever have another child,
0: cesarean girl, hello. I know for sure. Unquestionably. I will. Okay, wait. I will. (laughs) Let's back up. I would have a (laughs) C-section. This will never be happening. Those days are done for me. Yeah. But no, I I did not have C-section. But today, if that was like something in my you know future, hell yeah. There's one thing. I mean, they say it in the business
1: of being born that it is really risky to just do an elective. But it's like. And it's like three times the amount of money that surgeons, OBs make from C-sections. So like in Brazil, a country like Brazil, they're almost at 50% C-sections because of the convenience factor, Um, right? So women are like, the problem is when the baby comes through the birth canal, it's covered in a certain type of bacteria that is helpful, and it covers their eyes, nose, ears, and mouth, which can help with allergies later on, um, antibodies, and there is a purpose for the baby coming out of the birth canal, Yeah, but for those people who can't do that, like, that's why we have cesareans, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So, there's just, there's a whole thing to it, and like, when done properly, when labor is done properly, if you do it without drugs, the baby will actually come to the mother's breast afterwards, it's really cool, but... Yeah. I mean, whatever. We live in a society where, <laughs> you know, and th- th- even hospitals now are kind of taking a swab of that bacteria from the vagina and putting it on their, the baby's like uh face and covering their body parts with it because it's such a protective layer of bacteria. Oh. So they're getting still the benefits. And if you're doing skin to skin and, you know, nipple contact immediately after to do the breastfeeding part, then you're,
0: you're good. You know what I mean. You're getting it, those. things have changed from that perspective. It was really interesting. So you know they used to take the baby away from you right away and clean do them. the Apgar, clean them, do all of Give that. back Yeah. And now, now they leave them dirty. They leave them that way. They put them on the mama, and you know let. In fact, when they wheeled Taylor in an hour later, they still didn't know how much the baby weighed because they don't do like that. Skin used to, skin to be is so important. Yeah, you know, that used to be the first thing they would do. Yeah. is like weigh them and clean them and do all that give them a bath like the baby would be
1: born you could hear the baby crying and the mom wouldn't even have seen the baby yeah right yeah when sally was born that was pretty that i was so jaded because that was you know 10 years ago now or yeah, what is it? 2009. Should be 9 this year. So oh. that was 9 years ago. So they took the baby away. I hear her crying. Yeah. I have the blue screen in front of me cuz it's a C-section, right? And then I it, they put her on the scale and she's freezing cold and whatever, and I yeah. was like, "Where's my baby?" Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. it was it was awful. It was an awful experience.
0: Well, sure. I mean, of course yeah, it Yeah, but be. it's not like that anymore. No, it's great. definitely not like that anymore. Yeah. So now that we're talking about C-sections, let's talk about the bill that was just cuz we're both pro-choice. <laughs> So let's talk about the bill passed let's in New York. Talk about that. I have never been more shocked and appalled by anything. Are you completely educated on what the bill says? Yeah. So I went and I okay, tried cool. to find the actual bill, but yeah. I could not find it. Okay. Um, but one, I guess the issue that I've got yeah. is there's not, because I was reading like, um, like OBs, like we're putting there, like there's not ever, 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 ever a case where you would need to do a late-term abor- abortion to save a mother's life. Never. There's never going to be a case for that because you will by cesarean, you could take the child out right. and save the mother's life. Right. So there's never, ever a time when you would have to do an abortion to save a mother's life. And that's what they're trying to say. Right. And, he, and the OBs are like, but that doesn't make any sense. You would no. just do a, a C-section... Cut it out and c- take the baby out, right. and maybe the baby doesn't survive. But it t- in, the the the, p- the plight is or the pitch is to save the mother's life, and that's why we are you know allowing this, or that's why we're passing this. But they're like that's there's never going to be a time where that's going to be necessary, right. right? So I looked for the bill though I couldn't find because yeah, I wanted to read it,
1: and that was like what I what I read on it too. And I when I when it first came out, I was like, what, what, like, okay. Um. somebody told me a story the other day that I won't name who it is or his yeah. family or anything like that, but basically like these, these people have a lot of kids, right? They have like five or six kids and the mom ended up pregnant again and she was like visibly pregnant and then one day this person went back over to their house and she was not pregnant anymore. Oh, So she had a midterm or late term abortion and I'm just like, appalled at that fact. somebody here or somebody famous no not famous oh. so someone that's like i know okay and i was just appalled at that and then when that came out i was like oh my god like are, what is happening and like i had this conversation this morning over breakfast and i feel like sometimes like the whole abortion issue whatever I think that it with everything just like with like guns right how mm-hmm. people need to go through training and have some kind of licensing yeah. and there should be some type of regulation right. for having a gun yeah. but you know Again, that goes for law-abiding citizens who will abide by the laws anyway. Well, right, right,
0: and that's not the people we're afraid of. Right, we're not
1: afraid of those people. And
0: laws aren't going to change the bad guys. Getting crappy
1: people, and I think that's the scary part for me. And that's what my grandmother used to say too, because she was a registered nurse, and she was a nurse through the time where Roe v. Wade was was not passed, and she was a time she was a nurse after that, obviously. And she said that she would never want to go back to a time when women didn't have the choice. Well, that's the thing I was saying. Like, we're both
0: pro pro choice right. for sure, but but this is there I is don't, a, There comes a time, like yes, you do as a woman have the choice to decide what you want to do with your body and your future, right? But there has to be a point where you didn't make that choice, and now you have to reap the consequences. Shapiro, because this is next level shit. <clears throat> it's not. It's not good. It's not no. cool. Like I don't even know. And a lot of people have come out on Facebook and said,
1: like this is what that that law is about. It's about saving the mom's life. It's no, about you can do a c-section saving- to save the mom's ma- life right and take the baby out.
0: Yes, right. And if there's something wrong with the baby and that's why you need to do that, then take the, you know, right I, th- take the baby out via c-section right. and try to save its life or whatever. But I, I was reading too, like it said they won't allow the, the mom like they won't throw the, the mom into labor until they've poisoned the baby did you know that mm-hmm. well what's the point why why not poison the baby that's after the weird thing for no, me but think that's about what it. i'm saying that's but what just I, think about it no that's what i said that so was my why, stance that was my stance why I was are you like, poisoning the child if you're claiming that it's not a child that's exactly the
1: conversation that i had like two days ago i was like because the person i was talking to i was like it's bullshit. Yeah. It's absolute fucking bullshit. Because they're gonna put the mom in labor anyway. Because yes. if you're that pregnant, yes. you have to go through labor yes. anyway, or so, C-section. So either one, yeah. right? So yeah. either one is gonna in- result yeah. in a birth, whether that baby be alive or be dead. So yeah. you're th- you're that big of a piece of shit that you're gonna go through labor with a dead baby, knowing your action when that baby could go to somewhere else. And that's why I said, I said, as as a person who's gone through adoption, like. The, yeah. process, the entire process, why is that not a fucking option? What is wrong with these people that you don't want to take responsibility so much that you are willing to kill it, and how are we as a society going to allow it? I know that's what I don't get and like being uh, and that's what i said I was talking to my coworker about this too. He was like, well, what do you think about it? And I was like, well, as a woman who's been in all three situations, like I was very very early when i had to go through that yeah. process right what's wrong nothing nothing okay. keep talking i was very very early when i had to go through that process and i don't care about sharing my story i'm i'm completely you know candid and transparent about my stories but i think that it is so inhumane yes. for a woman to even consider this, and especially a woman that has children like and for all of the families that are out there for all of the pro lifers right who who are Concerned about babies and stuff like that, and and all of the people that say that they care about people. Yeah. Right? Not just birth, but people. Yes. There are so many people that want to
0: adopt so why is it not an many option? people. Why is it not an option? But my question is, why do you think that this is not how do you justify it in your mind? Like all the people passing the bill, how how do you justify this that this is not a living child? Yet you won't let the mother, you won't kill it after the, like, you, right. you're not going to let them go through labor, murder. have the baby, and then kill the baby, right? That's, that's murder. murder. But yet, right? But if you kill it before. But one minute before the, that she delivers, it's you're going to kill it, and then all of a sudden it's not murder? It's disgusting. And then it impacts the the, the even more tragedy, well, it's not more, but <clears throat> another additive or, additive, or whatever I'm trying to say, I get so passionate about it, I can't even speak, um, is that if if somebody kills a baby in the womb, No, now they can't prosecute that as a murder. Right. Because of this new
1: law. But you know what's funny is if someone kills a pregnant woman that's considered two counts of manslaughter.
0: Well, not now. Not now. Not not in New York now with this new this is going to impact that. So that's what I'm one. saying. Yes, that's that's what I'm saying. Like in Texas, yes. Yeah. In in most other states, yes, but in in New York, no. So that's why I It's I, unfair. It it's tragic. There's just so there's so much wrong with it. I can't even, and I'm not, you know, I know there's a lot of people out there, especially, you know, pro choice that are like, or pro life that are like, if you're okay with any of it, then 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 you're you're okay with any of it. Yeah. But I'm like,
1: uh, no, I just, it is, I think. And I think that, so I was having this conversation this morning too. And I, you know, I think that if you, this sounds so terrible, but it's like, if you find out early enough, Right? Let's say you're it's the product of a terrible situation like rape, right? Yeah. Or incest. Yeah. And you find out and you yeah. go to a doctor and you pay a lot of money and you take care of it. Yeah. Okay. You're saving that situation from what that person could experience. Right? You never know what could happen. Which granted it could come out on the other side or whatever, right? That baby could be placed for adoption too. However, if you're carrying a baby past twelve weeks and then you decide—that's a different kind of monster. Well, that's
0: that's what I'm saying, and I'm, that's at that point, like y- you pass the point of making that choice. You've passed pro-choice, right? You've so then sep- the point of making that choice. Seek a different option. Yeah. So it makes no sense, and we can move on. I just, I, I'm just so um, disgusted yeah. by the whole thing. No, I agree.
1: And it's I think really it's tragic. Yeah. It
0: is heartless. It is murder. I don't care what anybody says. I just watched my. My own grandchild come into this world, and to think that somebody who just decided that they didn't want to go through with it anymore at that stage in the game right. could just choose to—and I know it's not that simple. It seems like they, they can't really just choose. I, 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 I really don't think it's—I don't think anybody can. At eight months or thirty-eight weeks, they can say, "You know what? I don't want to have this baby, so I'm just gonna." I don't think that's—it's that simple. I right. think there has to be some sort of medical situation. Right. But I'm like, at that point, why? what is the medical reason for you to have to, in that child's life, why can't you just do a C-section, take the baby out, and then... Assess the situation. Right. right. Like, I just don't understand. I don't think that's ever going to be, like... It's funny, too, because the same thing has happened
1: when, you know, let's say a couple decides or finds out that they can't carry the baby themselves, and then they hire a gestational carrier, which is not a surrogate. It's totally different because a surrogate actually uses her own eggs Mm. and carries the baby. But a gestational carrier is someone that they inseminate. Right. So. You know, some most times when you use a gestational carrier, they will inseminate multiple rounds to see which one will stick, mm-hmm. right? Well, sometimes it's happened to where gestational carriers has ended up pregnant with triplets, twins, five, whatever, because they put so many in Just there. Like that like in they vitro, all stick, right? Well, there's been like legal cases where the couples want to have wanted to terminate one or two of the children because they didn't want to have that many kids, mm-hmm. and the gestational carrier is like, no, you're not doing that. And so that kind of has come up too, to where like these people had decided, you know, well we can only afford one or two kids or whatever. Well, the person's like, I'm not, I'm not going through that. I'm not going to do that. And I understand that, like, that's a whole gray area. Yeah, that is very gray. Wow. But I mean, you know, think about that, and then even like next level on that. Yeah, I I don't know. It's just it's it's all just crazy.
0: It is. So, um, to get off that topic, just because it's so sad. Yeah, and so. I don't know. Dark. I know. What's going on in your life? Oh, I don't know. Life.
1: Uh, Work is going really good. We just got acquired by a a really good company that, uh, like, we met our CEO and our CEO is phenomenal. She came down. She they spent the day with us. We went to Top Golf that night for like three hours. Then they came back the next day and like just sat with us and talked to us and just really, really, really like made us feel. So great about the acquisition, and and
0: so great and positive about the future. which is good because you needed that. You were starting to feel a little not lost, but just kind of like dude floundering lost. a little bit, like lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's good. I'm so glad to hear that. It's awesome, and
1: like bringing in like uh, more like organizational structure and stuff like that. And it's just it's so I'm so excited about that part. Yeah, and then I'm like working with uh, Abe still, and Abe you know has been on. So our tell podcast. me about
0: that. That because um, I know he was trying to get you to do more videos and that kind of thing. And I haven't seen as many. Yeah. And I'm trying, I'm trying to,
1: to decipher like what I want to do. I'm trying to figure out the direction because I do, I want to start uh, an accountability
0: group on Facebook. Well, let me tell you my thought process around this journey that you've been on and and just my experience watching you go through this. Um, When you first started, um, it's always been inspirational. Anytime somebody is able to take hold of their life and make these life choices and, that the, um, hold themselves accountable to the degree that you have is always going to be inspiring, right? There's just no way around that. So watching that has always been really cool, but something about, it's almost like you have for the first time really identified your why or what you're trying to do and, and the reason you're trying to do it because the, the posts that you've been putting on Facebook, the, the messages that you've been sending to your audience, it's so easy to resonate with them. Like, I think you finally found it. Um, the, the things on, on, on Instagram, some of them, some people take them as like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. And other people take them as, why is she putting herself out there like that? Like, I don't want to see her body all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the messages that you've been recently posting on Facebook, take all of that and kind of, it's almost like a shroud or something that you've just draped across your entire message this entire time that just brought it all together and made it all make sense. Yay. Does that make any sense at all? Yes. So it's it's just like this perfect little package now. And those messages, I mean, I'm so proud of you. Like the first one I read, I'm like, you did it. That's it. Like for the last two months you've been talking about, what do I put out there? How do I reach people? How do I speak to them? you did it. Yeah. You did it. Like, and you've what three now, two, three posts like that post like that. Yeah. Three. Yeah. Oh. And they're, they're great. Um, and if you don't get some response from that, I don't know what else you can do because they're, they're perfectly worded. They're so raw and so authentic. And it's just like, this is the journey. Let's do this. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I'm really excited to watch this explode. Cause it's going to, I really think it's all going because you've been having this kind of slow progression and it's just not moving as fast as you wanted it to. I think it's about to explode, yeah, thank you. you're welcome.
1: Thank you. Uh-huh. yeah, that's exactly what I wanted and i've been I've been thinking about what's like what I'm gonna post today and stuff like that but <clears throat> yeah, I'm really I'm so excited about that and it just it just it keeps happening. Like I was listening to a podcast where like basically they talk to like online coaches, right? Yeah. Fitness coaches. And they were like, once the coaches start following you, then the clients come. Yeah. I already have a couple of people who are trying to be my client, which is amazing. Right. Yeah. And yeah, it's just, I'm just, it's progressing. It's happening. I mean, I'm just taking it all in the way that I can. My job is going really great. This side of my life is going really great. Our podcast is super fun. Our podcast is amazing. (coughs) Like every, every
0: aspect of my life is going really well right now. I love that. You know what's so funny, Taylor, this just gives you a little perspective on how different people take in your content. Yes. So Taylor and I were talking um, in the hospital about your Instagram post you know the one you always do with the sweatband yeah so you stand in the mirror mirror and you take off the sweatband and you kind of show what's what's going on under, underneath that is always my least favorite <laughs> post that yeah like it's so gross to me like it's I so gross but I don't like sweat right so like it, it there's nothing more disgusting to me than body moisture yeah I hate that word too moist moist but anything like that yeah. so I'm like I hate when she does that because it's so gross to me and she's like I love She's like it's the thing like I fast forward to get to it. Isn't that funny though how one person is like, ew, don't do that. And the other person's like, oh, do it, do it, do it. Dude, I don't so know. So funny. Like,
1: literally, I reached out to Sweet Sweat to sponsor me because of so I have gotten so many people to buy that stupid band, and I'm not even getting paid. But, so like, funny. I want to promote it because it helps me. So basically, the only thing that this band does is I put on coconut oil, yeah. right, all over my body, and then I put on the band. And what's then
0: the I, coconut oil? Well, what's the purpose of that? It's like the catalyst.
1: <laughs> so the coconut oil – so, okay, Sweet Sweat is a company that – That makes a sweat band. (laughs) This podcast is not sponsored by Sweet Sweat, but it should (laughs) be. It's a band that has, like, uh, you know, elastic on the outside or stretchy material on the outside or rubber on the inside. Okay. So it basically just heats up your core to make you sweat more, which Mm. reduces, um, like, uh, any bloat or water weight around your waist. Okay. So I put on the coconut oil because Sweet Sweat also makes a lotion or an oil or whatever salve um, that has, like, Oh, I can't remember the word. What is a stupid word? But it basically like heats you up, like thermodynamics. Okay, so so it makes you sweat more. So that's what and, and honestly, coconut oil is just the main ingredient of sweet sweat. So I just buy coconut oil. It's way cheaper. Yeah, and it doesn't have anything artificial in it. Okay, so um, I use that. And then I put the band on, and then I put a sweatshirt on, and then I go do my cardio. So 20, 30 minutes, whatever I do, and then uh, I come in and I take it off, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the only thing that it does for me is just accelerate the sweat level yeah, right, and eliminate a little bit of bloat if I'm bloated. But so, well, oh toxin my God. Release. so many people are like, oh my God, does that thing really work? I'm like, guys, do you not understand that I do cardio six days a week? Like the cardio works like you still <laughs> have to do the cardio like
0: you can't just put on the slip band yeah, and they're, and they're like, like oh well like i just really like how does it work like oh
1: my god i love it i bought it whatever and i'm like okay but you know but I, now I, you have to go run right and i diet like really like yeah yeah the whole thing but whatever yeah it's going it's going so great and i've decided um i'm deep like I thought at first that like, I didn't want to date or something, but I don't, I don't know that I'm in that space yet. I think I'm, um, let's just say I'm like shoe shopping right now. Right. I'm just trying it on. We'll see what happens with whatever, which is so great because for the first time, it's like you said, like, I really feel like I've come into my own. And for the first time in my life, like I feel in control. That's so awesome. It's so awesome. It's liberating, isn't it? So I feel so good. Like just because, you know, like, uh, Someone. This is the first time in my life ever that, like, just because someone invites you somewhere doesn't mean you have to go. Just because, you know, somebody is having a party here, I can still say no. Like, yeah. just, there's just so many different things. Or, like, you know, just because my, my family wants to guilt trip me into doing something, I can still say no. Like, it's yes, so Yes, nice. you can say no. It's so nice. I don't have to worry about, like, peer pressure or anything because... At the end of the day, like no, you know, I'm paying my own bills and I'm supporting myself and I'm taking care of my kid and I'm doing all this stuff and I just like I don't I don't have to answer to anyone, right? That's the
0: most liberating part of it all. It's so great. It's so great. I think I came to that realization. I was probably about thirty, also, yeah, when I realized that. No, number one, is a very powerful word. Yeah. And two, it's not used enough, yeah. right? Most people are afraid of that word and yes. they're afraid of the consequences of that word. Yes. And it's incredibly liberating when you so finally liberating. own it and you just don't really care when people are upset with you because you have to say no. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I don't have a problem saying no. Yeah. I've even started saying no to clients. Like when they're like,
1: oh, you know, I need somebody for two weeks or whatever. I'm like, honestly, it's probably not going to be like that. You should probably consult with like a different kind of company. Yeah. That I have this contact or whatever. But, you know, we're looking for like long term contracts and stuff like that. And that is liberating too because mm-hmm. then they respect you because you tell them no. Yeah. Right. And yeah, i made some really good like work connections and work has been really good for me and like the training has been really good for me and I'm I actually have a client right now that I'm working with hi Juliana if you listen to this um but she's like she's a very challenging client and I've learned so much from her like because I take all of the knowledge that I have for granted as if it's common knowledge Mm -hmm. as if everybody knows what I know right and that's not true Mm -hmm. at all and it's so amazing to see Someone assess themselves on their fitness level with the information that they have versus the information that I have,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it's just like, it's like eye opening. I'm like, holy shit, is this really how people really think? Like, <laughs> she didn't know the difference between protein, carbs, and fats. Oh, what? What? Yes, like how they impact your body. No, like what they are. How's that possible? I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I. But it doesn't but, matter. She's she's young. She's I think she's maybe twenty six or something. Like, okay. and she's someone that's never had to look at her diet, never had to change her lifestyle. Never and I've been obsessed about this stuff my whole life. So right. I've done, I read it and I right. research it, and, and I've been dieting since I was seven. I, you yeah, know? well, like when, for real, like yeah. I have been, yes. yes. So you have to pay attention to those things, you know. And the people, like I always used to say that I wish that I was born naturally skinny, so I didn't have to worry about it. But the difference is now I have the education that I do self taught. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, think about that. I mean, if you're naturally skinny and you don't work out and you you don't have to, why would you be bothered with that information? That's just not something that would be on your radar, right? So then teaching someone like that who's coming, who's so green, who's coming into it like completely fresh. It's 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 crazy,
0: like it's crazy. I know that's so cool. It's legit crazy, but I love it. So, anything else? We're at forty eight minutes. I don't think I'm I'm trying to think a little quick life update. Yeah, we've got a lot of guests coming up. We've got um, so many. I think we have a couple more authors. We have a couple more podcasters, um, people who launched their own businesses, um, just took the leap and just said, "I'm I'm doing it." Yeah. So we've got a few few Great stories around that, and yeah. we had another great podcast today that we did that will launch. Um, are we gonna do yeah, that one right before this one? Yeah, yep. Um, Donnie Bov- Bovine. Bovine, Bo- Bovine, 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 Bovine. I've known this guy like five years and I can't say his name, it's so funny. <laughs> Um, I just want to say boy, Boyven. Boyven. Danny Boyven. So he's, that was a great one. I definitely oh go check gosh, out episode 24 or amazing. 25 for sure. For sure. Um, especially if you are in a place where you are, I don't want to say floundering, but if you're trying to make the leap to entrepreneurship and you just don't really know how to do that, um, he's a great contact. If you want a podcast and you just don't know how to do it, he's a great contact. Yeah, check out his group, uh, So You Want to Podcast. Yeah, So You Want to Podcast. Facebook. And then he's also got um, Success Champions, which is the business, right? And then he's got um Facebook page around that. Um, yeah. But a lot of good content. Yeah. He pushes out a lot of good positive messages, which yeah. is what I've always loved about him. He's very inspiring. And every time he opens his mouth, some piece of gold comes out. So I, he's just a great guy to follow. Yeah. So I definitely would do that. And then I'm trying to think who else Um is coming on just, I'd say stay tuned because there's just so much happening. Um, after our last podcast, it sounds like I might be launching. So April's got her Instagram. Um, what is it called? My pesky journey. It's not anymore. It's just oh, it's my a, name. April. Jane oh, Malton. did you change it? Yeah. So just her, her weight loss business or her fitness coaching business. Is that what it is yeah. kind of called? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Online so coaches. I'm thinking about launching the five minute or five minute book reviews. Yeah. So I read a lot, um, probably more than anybody I know, and I know a lot of people don't like to read, but they'd like to know what's in those books. And really, at the end of the day, I think people just want the bulleted takeaways. Yes. So, what did and you like what, about that? And book? And what
1: incentivized you, or what incentivized you to keep reading, and yeah. why
0: you liked it, and
1: whatever? Cause yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's Cliff's Notes, right? There's a kind whole of business a Notes, around yeah. it, you know. It's I like mean? a
0: Cliff Note of Cliff Notes, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. So I think I'm. I'm gonna consider that i think that might be something fun to do so stay tuned and maybe watch that journey with me too yeah yeah i love it super fun yeah. all right well i love so much getting on here and just talking to you i know i know we have guests a lot but sometimes it's fun just to get just to just to be the two of us in a room having some conversation it just brings it back full circle because this is how it started this is how it started so true so well check us out my podcast uh, big girl pants pod.com and of course our website that's our website and yeah. all of our social media is yeah. listed there so if you want to find us you can find just about anything you need to know there we do have a YouTube channel we haven't been posting much on there but um, I know we keep saying we're going to be we're going to be um, streaming to YouTube live we will as soon as Shapiro can figure out <laughs> how <laughs> to get, get there, it guys. I mean literally the camera is staring at us right now we just have to figure out all the, the technology behind it but I'm we'll so get excited. there So anyway, that's all I got. Okay, love you. Love you, bye. Okay, bye.